Word of God speak. Pour down like rain. Amen. How many knows the Word of God is a cleansing? Amen. Cleanses our minds, prepares our hearts tonight. Amen to God. If you will, stand with me for a few moments. Good to see you in the house of the Lord. Look around at somebody and smile at them real big and tell them this year's almost over. Hallelujah. But a new year is on the horizon. And I know it's been a transition. A lot of things have been happening on our end in the church. And a lot of things have been going on. But there's a new year on the horizon. And now God is preparing us, I believe, to launch into this new year. How many is ready to go forward in strength and in glory and in the power of God? Amen. Pray that's your heart's desire, that as you're praying daily, that God will equip us and that God will prepare us. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. While you're turning there, I'd like to say again, we are grateful for all that you're doing, for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God and uh, believing that through your faithfulness that you're going to see a return of God's outpouring in your life and into our church. How many knows that this takes more than just one? Amen. It takes us all. And we're grateful for that tonight. Second Corinthians chapter 12, I want to share with you for a few moments from the word of God as the Lord would direct. I preach quite often, and quite often this word comes out in my messages, and uh, not just this particular word, but also faith, amen, and uh, I believe that's what it takes in our life and in our walk with God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 10, Paul is here speaking to the church at Corinth concerning uh, some things that are taking place in his life. And uh, he is speaking to the narrative of God's grace. And he says, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Keep that in your spirit tonight. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches in needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Well, tonight you could call this message, we're going to pray here in just a second, you could call this message a pep rally. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But I want to tell you, when we leave this place, I hope that we'll be refreshed in our mind and have a good hold on what God is speaking to our heart tonight because the future that we're walking into 
is going to depend on what Paul is saying here in our life. I want to preach from this thought. Grace in the place. Grace in the place. Father, we love you tonight. We ask you, Lord, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Oh, precious Lord, we here pull up to the table to dine, believing, God, that you have the words of life and of refreshing. And God, that as we prepare to move forward, we need to be strengthened by your word. We need to be conformed in our mind to your word. God, we need you to speak to our lives. Word of God, speak. Pour down like rain. Lord, cleansing us and preparing us, Father. Let us walk in a greater anointing than we've walked in in our past. Let us walk in a closer relationship with you than we've walked in our past. And let us also be mindful tonight, God, of what you're saying to the church and to us individually. Lord, we'll press forward, God, in the glory by faith of your grace and see great things happening for the kingdom of God and the upbuilding of your kingdom through the souls that we pray will come to know Christ as Savior through the mission that you have called us to, the church. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen. You can be seated. Look at someone around you and tell them just a few more days. And 2019 will be over with. It won't be as long now as it has been. But thank God tonight that we have a hope of our tomorrows. Amen. And we begin to think about the new year and begin to think about the things that we would like to see. We would think about the things that we would like to see God do. How many has gotten those thoughts and those prayers and those visions in your heart that Maybe personally, we'd like to see God do some things within us individually, maybe some in our family. And even tonight in our church, there's some things that we would like to see. And how many would agree with me tonight that God would like to accommodate us by pouring out on our lives tonight? Amen. God wants to move within us individually and as a church. He wants to move by his grace tonight. Amen. And tonight it's important for us to realize uh, that we must keep a firm uh, focus on where we fit in to the plan of God. Uh, Paul began to speak concerning some things that were happening in his life. Uh, before these verses, he was talking about the revelations that God was showing him, uh, some things that he had seen he was blessed to be able to see the things that God has shown him concerning paradise and, and uh, some revelations and truths that God had brought to his attention. But then as he was excited about these things that God was pouring into his life, he also realized uh, that there was something taking place within his life that was causing him not to be exalted above measure. How many know tonight that pride comes before a fall? And God understood the, the, the realm of the enemy in which he could work to try to afford pride in the lives of humanity. And God uh, had seen the situation that Paul was in and the messenger of Satan there. He said a thorn in his flesh uh, that would buffet him to keep him from being exalted above measure. And Paul 
was not okay with this. How many knows it's not an easy thing to suffer? Amen. Uh, sometimes we complain and we're concerned about things we're going through. Maybe not physically alone, but spiritually. We don't necessarily know what Paul was going through, but we know that he had a thorn in the flesh that was hindering him from being exalted. And he recognized this, uh, that if it had not been for this situation, he may have had a battle dealing uh, with pride. Can somebody understand something tonight that what Paul is rejoicing in in the situation that he is de beginning to describe to the Corinthians is simply this uh, that sometimes uh, there are some things that will happen in your life uh, that you can't do anything about uh, and you can pray about it and God is not going to change it uh, so you have to learn how to navigate through it uh, and you realize you don't have the power to overcome it uh, so you have to rest in the only grace that is available to you to get through it. Amen. Paul could not turn this situation around in his life. There are some situations that I've faced in my life. I was never able to turn around. I prayed about them and they never turned around in my life. Oh, I rejoice as I begin to look back and see some things and prayers that if God would have answered some prayers in my life, there's no telling how it would have affected me. Amen. I'm thankful tonight that God didn't answer some prayers. I'm thankful tonight that God saw fit to allow certain things to remain in my life to keep my focus where it needed to be. You're saying all this preacher, what does this have to do with anything? In first Peter, the Bible said that we're to be sober, be vigilant for the adversary. The devil is roaring as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. His job is to stop us. Don't you make no bones about it. There's an enemy out there that wants to stop you. He wants to stop the church. And, and Paul realized this. Paul understood that, that sometimes the pain that you're going through and the suffering that you're dealing with is, is worth it in the long run for God to be glorified in your life and for your focus to remain where it's at. Has anybody ever wondered why nothing ever comes easy and God don't always cause everything that's creating struggle in our life to leave us? Because if we had no struggle, we'd not know where to lean on. If we always had it good and there was no battle and there was something, everything that came we was able to deal with, we would not know where to rest our faith. We would walk in our own strength, in our own mind, and in our own power. But God knows that this is an attack of the enemy because the enemy knows how to lead us into a place of destruction. He knows how to stop us. Can I tell you going into 2020, not only Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church, but all across America, the devil would have nothing more than for the name of Jesus to be stopped and for the mission of God to be stopped and for souls not to be saved and for lives not to be healed. It's his desire. He would love nothing more than to stop. But let's talk about Stoneville right now. He wants to stop us from going forward. He don't want growth. He don't want spirit. My God, somebody shout amen. He does not want us to go anywhere. He doesn't want our, pro our, our programs to be fruitful. He doesn't want our prayers to be fruitful. He doesn't want our worship to be fruitful. He doesn't want us to make any impact 
impact in the kingdom of God and any impact in this community. And Paul understood that his power rested in the grace of God Almighty tonight. When pride comes in, when we reach a place where we're exalted above measure and we think we've arrived, we have been lied to by the enemy. We have not arrived yet. It's not time to rest. It's It's not time to kick back in our lazy chairs. It's time to keep praying and keep seeking God and keep marching forward and be sober in it all and recognize that the enemy's going to come, but we've got to stand firm, resting through the pain and through the sacrifice in the grace that is sufficient for our lives tonight. Amen. Somebody give him praise. What's going to happen in 2020 is not going to happen because we think we got it all together. It's not going to happen because we think we got some great revelation. It's not going to happen because we think that we've arrived. We haven't arrived yet. We got to press forward. We got to get on the business, amen, of being the soldiers that God has called us to be. We've got to be able to come together in the unity of the faith because somebody's got a son, somebody's got a daughter, somebody's got a niece, a nephew, a grandbaby, somebody's got a grandmama, somebody's got a granddad. I wish somebody would hear what I'm saying. Somebody has got somebody. They need God to change their life. And the enemy does wants to do nothing more than to stop the progression of the church. Paul realized he had not arrived. He realized that all that God was doing in him was a blessing. All that God was revealing into him was a blessing tonight. How many are blessed when God reveals things? Do you, you look at it as a, as a blessing? Amen. You look at it as a, as a joy to be able to be privileged that God would look into your life and begin to deposit truths into your life that would help you to be all that he would have you to be. Amen. I'm telling somebody tonight, dear God, that sometimes if we're not careful, the enemy will try to lie to us and make us feel like that we have got it all together, that we... that we have all the answers, but then there comes that realm of the enemy that he didn't see, that attack that comes to us that causes us to realize that we don't have within our power the ability to overcome these things, and where does it lead us? I'm telling you, God will let the enemy push you in his presence. Come on now. God let the enemy push you in his arms. He'll let the enemy force you into his grace. You say, how's this? Because when you can't do nothing about it, there's nowhere to turn but to the master. When Paul said, I prayed three times that you would deliver me from this thorn in the flesh. It was something that was working against me to keep me from being exalted above measure. It still didn't feel good. I still didn't want to go through it. And the devil thought that he was
was going to weary me down with it and depress me with it and cause me to get discouraged with it and give up the ministry with it. I drug myself in here on Sunday a many a time, church after church, service after service, with the enemy doing everything he could to get me to quit. But Paul said, my grace, the Lord said, is sufficient for me. Amen. You got to hear what I'm saying tonight. Paul realized that the enemy's attack was was the very grace that God allowed to push him into the presence of the Father. The reason why we stand is because of his grace. The reason why we accomplish is because of his grace. Not because we have a stove aside on the front of the church. It's not because we come and gather in here every Sunday and sing and worship. That'd be nothing without him. It's because of his almighty grace tonight. Give him glory if you believe that. There's old song said, your grace is enough. How would we know grace if we saw no need for it? Paul was a very great recipient of grace. He was out, the Bible said, to destroy Christians, having them locked up in prison, consenting unto Stephen's death, trying to destroy the church. But one day, this is what we need. One day he's on his way. To Damascus. Oh, I love it. He's on his way to persecute the church, and a light shines from heaven. Ain't nobody else stopping him. So God said, Let me pull back the curtains and let me go and have a meeting with old Paul. Oh, his name was Saul at the time. God, he meant to the Lord. He pulled back the curtains. Jesus stepped out and shined down on that road to Damascus. It was so bright that it blinded him. He fell to the ground. They heard a voice speaking around him, but they couldn't see anything. Paul, he began to say, oh Lord, what would you have me do? He found out you talking about a grace, a grace where God could have struck him dead. God could have took his life. God could have sent the enemy to take him out. But God said, I'm going to take the vilest sinner and I'm going to meet with him on the road to Damascus. And I'm going to let my grace get in his life. Can somebody understand tonight that God's grace does not differentiate between levels of sin? He'll go to the vilest sinner. He'll go to those that you feel like there's no hope. He'll go to those who have been rank and hit my whole side have never found faith in the Christian realm. He'll go to them and he'll let his grace get in their life. You better believe Paul. He understood God. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Who understands the grace of God? Can you touch somebody around you and tell them I know his grace. I know what he's done for me. I know where I've been. I know where I could have been. 
I know what my God, I feel his Holy Ghost. I know where I deserve and where I belong. But thank God tonight for his grace. His grace is enough. I was on my way to hell, but his grace showed up. I was on my way. His grace is enough. There was grace in the place of my stupidity. There was grace in the place of my iniquity. There was grace in the place of my failure. There was grace in the place of my sin. Thank God. Hey, thank God for his grace tonight. Amen. For we are saved by grace through faith. I don't know about you, but it has been at times tempting to step a little higher than I belonged. Oh, no preacher. I would never do that. Are you holier than me? Amen. There have been times I've been riding back home and God would check my spirit. Anybody ever had God check your spirit? I'd be riding down the road and God said, who do you think you are? Yes. God said, he said that to me. He's my father. He can talk to me any way he wants to. And he said that to me. Who do you think you are? I'm not always live like this. I, I, I don't pride myself in anything. I'm nothing. But there have been times in my Christian walk when because God would elevate me, I'd forget who was the one elevating. Amen. Not all the time, but there were times. And God would say to me, who do you think you are? That is not why I put you there. I didn't put you there to exalt you. I put you there that I would be exalted. That's why I put you there. Oh, and there were times in my life when I felt the pressures and the temptations of the enemy to step a little higher. But thank God that there was always something going on, maybe not directly, but indirectly in my life that the enemy was doing that would always push me back into the place of his grace. I realized it didn't matter how much I knew. It didn't matter, amen, to God how many times I preached. It didn't matter how many times I witnessed. It didn't matter. None of these things really mattered in the grand scope of things. If I didn't understand that it was God who placed me there for his purpose and not for mine. Amen. Be 
building the kingdom of God is about him. It's not about our numbers. It's not about the money that comes into the church. These things will come as, as these things happen. It's not ultimately about that. You, my goodness, I wish somebody would say amen. Jesus died between two thieves. And those thieves died. There was one that day that got saved. He never paid a lick of tithes to the church. Come on, somebody. Preacher, you saying, oh, man, our giving's fixing to fall. No. I'm saying these things should follow the believers. They should come and they should attend. They should pay tithes and they should be faithful. Absolutely, that's what God desires. But this is not the bigger picture. And we shouldn't be building, amen, a, a, an empire. God don't want us to have an empire. He wants us to have a hospital for the sinners. A schoolhouse to disciple those who are saved and have come to know who Jesus is. This is what God wants us to have. He doesn't want us to have an empire that looks so heavenly minded. It's no earthly good. He wants us to have, amen, to God, a local body that is anointed of the Holy Ghost, walking in the grace of God and remembers where they came from. And God, remind us tonight where we've come from. Pride can cause us to fall. And then we don't have ministry. We don't have a church. We have a network of bitterness and strife. Look around at somebody around you and say, thank God for his grace. Grace pulls it all together. Grace brings healing. Grace, grace brings restoration. God doesn't want us to build an empire. He wants us to walk in his grace. For the same grace that saved us is the same grace that will save your fellow man. Help me, Jesus. Paul began to pray, God, take these things away from me. But these words said, my grace is sufficient. Somebody shout sufficient. How many know God's grace to be enough? Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. God's grace is enough. It's sufficient and it's for you. He said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. This is where we connect to the grace and the strength of God. Y'all ready for this? When those things that God won't move, you can't move. You can rest in the one who can move them. Oh, yes, somebody. And I look back over some things in Scripture, and I found out there were some things that God didn't move, but they made it through anyway. I found out there were some things in my life that God wouldn't move, but 
I made it to the other side. I found out there were some things that were raging against my life in my walk with God at times. But thank God I made it through to the other side. He didn't move those things. The devil thought he was going to destroy me with those things. But God took his hand and he lifted me up and he held me in the midst of it all. Can I tell somebody tonight that as a church and as an individual, what the enemy is going to try to do and what he has been trying to do is to shut us down. But we've got to take what Paul is saying here. Understand that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. It is not in our struggle that we find our strength. It's in our faith, in the grace of God's mighty hand. I tell you tonight, we're going to march forward in the power of God's grace and we're going to accomplish great things for the kingdom of God because we are not going to rest in the brokenness, in the struggle. We're going to lift our eyes up to the hills from which cometh our help and know this, that there's a better day coming. There's a fresh anointing on the way. There it Y'all must just want to do it by yourself. My goodness, help me, Lord. How many wants that fresh anointing? I ain't living off yesterday. I'm talking about today. I'm talking about a fresh. God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Oh, how many knows the devil can point you to the one who's able? There are people in ministry didn't know the Lord. They'd heard about him. But you know how they come to find out about God's grace? Because the devil pushed them and he pushed them and he pushed them and he pushed them until finally they couldn't look nowhere else. But they looked to the man who was able. Oh, goodness, he don't know what he's doing sometimes. He'll push somebody to their wit's end until they don't see any hope. And the enemy just keeps pushing. You know what the church has got to do? we got to be ready to hold the sign that says, Here is the one who's able. Amen. Amen. Give God praise. I can't take a heart that's broken. Make it over again. But I know a man who can. I can't cause blind eyes to open. Or make the lame to walk again. But I know a man who can. How many know that man? So when the devil comes pushing on our church and pushing on our church family and doing everything he can keep this focus in mind with every shove he's shoving you into the grace of god come on somebody let him push you amen to god hold your head up high and say lord i rest in the grace and the strength of almighty god if we're going to see this this purpose within our hearts individually and within the church 
tonight, listen to this. Don't let pride be your stride. Don't let your position be your condition. Come on, somebody. Let his grace get in your place. Amen. Stand with me if you will. Look at somebody say, I need his grace in my place. Oh, this church tonight. I want to tell you that the enemy is not holding back. And we shouldn't either. Amen. Don't hold back. When the enemy pushes against us, we should just pray a little harder. When the enemy comes against us individually, we should worship a little more louder. Amen. Well, I don't feel like worshiping. That's just what the devil wants you to do. I don't feel like praying. That's just what the devil wants you to do. Don't let his push. Become your desire. Let his push push you into the strength of God. I'm tired of ministry. I'm getting burnt out, preacher. I've been hurt too much. Pride will tell you you don't deserve to be hurt. Amen. Pride will tell you that. Sometimes we think we're children of God. We don't deserve to suffer. We don't deserve to have no, no pain, no problems. But Jesus suffered. He was our Savior. He said in this life you'll have problems. I'm tired of ministry, preacher. I'm tired of doing these things. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to just embrace that desire. Paul said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for God to move it. If God don't move it, then I'm going to rest in what God told me. God didn't tell me quit. Amen. Tell every one of you in here tonight, God did not tell you to quit. He did not tell you to quit serving. He did not tell you to go home. He did not tell you to, to retire. Bishop, we don't retire, do we? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness because when you begin to embrace your weakness that's when you see the grace of God and his powerful strength begin to make up the difference hallelujah preach I'm tired I, I just don't want to do this that ain't what God said God said my grace somebody say my grace with me my grace my grace. There have been times I wanted to quit, but for the grace of God. There were times I wanted to throw in the towel, but for the grace of God. There were times when I left 
church and I said, God, if you'll make me just a good church going member, I'll be, I'll serve you the rest of my life. Just don't let me do this anymore. I wanted to quit. You ever been there, Bishop? Chris, I know you've been there. Ministers, children of God. Places I go right now, I'm not going to keep it too much long. Places I go right now and I talk to people, not from this church, but from other churches. And what I hear more than anything is they've been hurt in the church. They don't talk about what the devil's doing outside the church. You can get hurt everywhere you go. I've been hurt in the church. I just don't want to go to church anymore. God said, my grace is enough. Amen. If everybody would have fell into the grace of God and just let his strength, you wouldn't be able to contain them in here. Every church everywhere would be filled right now. But we cannot let pride get in our heart and our life and tell us it's time to quit. Every time the enemy comes. That's when we rest in the grace of God. We pray and we rest in the strength of God. Yes, Holy Spirit. This is something that is very important that you need to hear right now. Paul didn't stop there. After God spoke to him and said, my strength is made perfect in weakness, Paul said this, Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. The indication of the presence of your enemy is a sure indication of the power of your God. Amen. What does that mean tonight, preacher? At no place where the enemy comes against you will he ever be able to thwart the presence of God's grace and power in your life. None whatsoever. Church, I'm telling you as a church and as individuals tonight, what lies ahead of us is not going to come easy. There's a God that if we'll take every push of the enemy and allow it to position us in his grace, we will see a forward progression that will change lives and that will bless our church in this community for God's glory. Amen. How many want that in your life? And for your church tonight. Amen. How many want to be a part of that tonight? I want to be a part of that tonight. Touch somebody and tell them I stand ready. Ready. God use me. Lord, what you haven't moved from my life. Pushing me into a place 
of your grace. Everyone, if you will, I want to ask you tonight, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. I want to ask you tonight, how serious are you about what you would desire God to do? Or has the pressure and the problems and the thorns been too much? Have you been weighed down as Paul was? And you needed to hear tonight that God's grace was enough. You needed to hear tonight that the enemy thought he was going to get you. But what he didn't know was he was pushing you right into the best place you could ever imagine. The place of God's grace. All over this church tonight, I want you to come and stand with me as we close in prayer. And if you have a special request tonight, you come and we'll pray over you. Maybe you just want to come and say, God, I needed to hear this tonight. I needed to be reminded. What Paul said, God, your grace is bigger. God, I wanted to give up, but your grace has been available to me. I wanted to quit, but now the Holy Ghost is quickening my spirit. He won't let me quit. Your grace is enough, Father. As these come tonight, Lord, we as a body, we as individuals, we understand the need for your grace in our place. Not just the grace to save, Lord, but the grace, God, to do ministry. The grace to persevere through things that just will not change. The grace to persevere when the pain sometimes spiritually is so great. We recognize the need to walk in your grace because our strength is not enough. Our weakness, Lord, is the strongest we have. We need your strength. And Father, it coupled with our weakness tonight, God. God, that you would empower us. That we will be able to march forward. In the favor of your Holy Spirit, God, and your grace. God, anoint us from one side to the other. Anoint us, God, not, not with some supernatural goosebump alone, Lord. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about with, with words straight from the throne of God in the highways and byways of life. Anoint us to pray. Anoint us, God, to worship. Anoint us, Father, in your grace. Anoint us, Father, to be able to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. Anoint us, God, to be able press through the most persevering times and God trust in your love and your grace God tonight I thank you for that God where you're taking us where we're going God requires our digging deep
requires us digging deep, Lord, and God finding our faith rooted on the foundation of who you are. God, that we won't run anymore. We won't run from the enemy. We won't step back, God. We, we'll just rest in your strength. God, let the lives of those who are lost and undone without you see a church strong and glorious, full of faith, walking in the anointing of God. Father, this is what you birthed us into the kingdom for. You birthed us in for such a time as this. You birthed us into this season. We're in a strategic place. In 2019, near the coming of the Lord, God none knows the day nor the hour but you. But God, you have placed us here in this season. God, I praise you. I praise you for the hope we have and for the purpose that can be fulfilled by just resting in your strength. Hallelujah.